everyone, how you doing today? Michael Zuber with uh, my co-host, Happy. And today is September 11th. It is Saturday, September 11th. It, uh, it's hard to believe uh, that it's been 20 years uh, since that, uh, that horrible day. And a couple of quick things. For many of us, you know, kind of Gen X, baby boomers, even many millennials, that's going to be a day we don't forget, right? I believe in any lifetime there are several days uh, that you just always will remember, and September 11th is obviously one of those days for me. Lots of kind of mixed emotions. I can still go back and hold them, uh, but I was thinking about it this morning, and there's kind of three things that that day etched in my mind. And we'll, we'll start here and we'll get off this pretty quick. I don't want to be, I don't want to be a downer, but, um, first that was, that was really, at least for me, I know it's hard to believe, but it was really proof or evidence that there are frankly, lots of people in this world that don't like the United States, that don't like Americans, and they wanted to do us harm. Up until that time in my life, you know, you see things like that, you see those, but it's always somewhere else. That day brought it home, and, you know, as somebody who traveled internationally for pretty much the next two decades, I never forgot that when I was in countries in Europe or Asia or whatnot, South America, all over the, all over the world. I always remember that, you know what, you have an American passport and you know, some people don't like you and, you know, may, may try to harm you. So something I never, never forgot. Next, definitely more positive note. Heroes don't all wear capes. One of my biggest memories are the firefighter, policemen, first responders racing into burning buildings, trying to help, you know, help the injured, the trapped with no thought, not even a second of hesitation, they did their jobs. And again, heroes don't wear capes. I have, you know, a, a pretty standard habit. If I'm in a coffee line or a fast food joint or something and a first responder is there, I will always attempt to buy their lunch, their coffee, their thing. They, uh, heroes don't all wear capes and I will do my best to you know, remember that, you know, the rest of my life. And then lastly, this is something my father would always tell me. And again, he was served in the military. He was a Marine, uh, as did my mom. She served in the Navy. But my dad would always tell me this. He said, son, freedom's not free. Don't ever forget that. And as a teenager, when he was telling me this, I didn't get it. I just didn't get it. That day, I got it. I got it. So that's what I remember. Um, let me know what you remember. Keep it positive. Uh, leave your thoughts below. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, again, 20 years ago, 20 years ago, the towers went down and um, all that stuff. So yes, happy is making some noise. So we're going to change the topic. Okay, now we're back. Normal daily financial news. Again, September 11th, Saturday. Uh, first thing to note is the stock market had five down days in a row. 
There was kind of a relief rally Friday morning. Uh, I think there's a general realization that the economy is slowing. Uh, I think there is a general realization that inflation is real. Uh, the good news is I've been telling you this for quite a while. Uh, I think what we have seen with PPG, with Sherman Williams and Polte Group, is unfortunately going to become more common. And that is a negative earnings announcement. If you've been investing in the stock market for 18 months or less, you don't know what a negative earnings announcement is. In case you don't know, what basically happens is every company runs on a 13-week quarter, basically three months. Typically, when they blow out the earnings like they have the last 15 months, they don't say anything. Then they report these upside surprises. And I think we've had something like a 78 or an 81, I forget the number, percent of upside surprises. That is like way not normal. That is unheard of kind of ratio. But what we're going to have now are negative surprises. Consumer stocks, companies that were kind of pulled forward like Peloton and Zoom, right? These, these are all stocks that have come out on the other side. And there's more and more companies admitting that inflation is real. They may, they may call it input costs or commodity costs. And that hurts earnings per share. So we are going to see, I think, negative earnings announcements become more common. Uh, we are going to see inflation at all levels. And it's not going to get any better anytime soon. I think inflation is certainly here to stay for the year. I think inflation is here to stay for next year as well. And, of course, if the administration continues to spend, 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 uh, it could continue longer. And, again, I am reminded that inflation, once captured, is pretty sticky. We saw it in the 40s and the 70s. And, again, I think 2020 is going to be a decade where we talk about inflation um, when we look back at it. Another thing I just saw, I don't normally track natural gas. We don't use, or at least I don't think we use natural gas to heat our homes. Uh, it's not something I see a lot where I am. But I just noticed that natural gas is approaching $5. I could be wrong, but I think it normally is about $3. And natural gas is used in lots of places. And if that's an input cost or a utility that you use, you are going to have to raise prices and shipping and in you know, China had nine and a half percent PPI. Inflation is far worse, far more prevalent, far bigger than the Fed than the Fed can acknowledge. And again, they can't acknowledge it because they flipped their charter. Historically speaking, for most of my life, the Fed was uh, keep inflation in check and jobs, right? Kind of a dual mandate. But it was one A and one B. They've now flipped them. It's now jobs. And because they are looking at jobs, they are repeating the mistakes of Fed presidents before. Go look at the Fed presidents pre-Paul Volcker. Paul Volcker gets credit for smashing the 80s or the 70s inflation. But he had to do that because of the Fed presidents before him, which General, uh, Jerome Powell is repeating their playbook. It is kind of sad. So when we look ahead, um, really what we have is Wall Street lowering growth expectations, most notably GDP and raising inflation. Those are, that's a bad combination. Stagflation, inflation, all of that. When I look at the week ahead, uh, we have some earnings coming out on Monday. We have Oracle, which is an enterprise software company. Uh, we have Zoom conference call or investor conference. 
Uh, it'll be interesting to watch Zoom, right? They they came out last quarter, beat expectations, but really tried to ratchet back expectations. We'll see if they do that again. Crocs on Tuesday is having an investor day. Cisco on Wednesday. I think Thursday is going to be the big day next week. Thursday, again, is the day we talk about unemployment claims. It came in at a low of 320, I think, last week. But really, it's retail sales. I think we're going to get a peek at retail sales, and I think they're going to disappoint. I think they're going to disappoint. And then Friday, we have consumer sentiment. We are going to see where the consumer's head's at on Friday. So Thursday and Friday are going to be a big deal. Uh, the Democrats are anxiously working on how to spend an additional $3.5 trillion. I think we will see a lot more in that next week. But I just have kind of a fun question. Let's just say you were in charge of the checkbook. Uh, let's say you had access to $3.5 trillion. What would three things you would do with that money? Right? And again, think about being in the U.S. government, right? It's not for you to spend on yourself or your family, but you're going to go tackle three things in the United States. What would you do? Would you do food insecurity, housing? You know, what would you do? I'm just curious what you're thinking. Let's assume you had it at your disposal. What would you do? Let me know in comments below. Think about it for a little bit. $3.5 trillion is a lot of money. So what would you spend it on over the next decade? Again, I got some notes around inflation. Again, I think it's I think I think, you know, the 40s were 6% average inflation, the 70s were 8% average. I think 2020 is going to be an average of 5%. I think a lot of that will be in the first 3 4 5 years and maybe we flatten out later, but I don't know. And then lastly, I saw an interesting article about Rolex watches being in short supply. I don't know why, but I think that is um I think, I think that is a sign of the K-shaped recovery in a nutshell. Rolex watches, at least for me when I was growing up, are one of those things I just had to have and bought before I was 30 and now never wear. But yeah, Rolex watches are in short supply. Go figure, right? The, the top end of the K did really well. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why I find it odd that Rolex watches are in s- such short supply. So in the end, that's what I have for you today. Kind of a weird day, 9-11, 20 years, never forget, um, you know. The other thing I remember about 9-11, we, we, we were nice to each other. We were nice to each other for, a while, for months. People would smile at each other. We were nice to each other. Let's do that again. Let's be nice to each other. So in the end... I'm going to do our live at 8 o'clock just because I want to keep the, keep the, the theme going. So at 9 o'clock, we will be back here. Uh, I will create some questions and whatnot. Uh, but everybody have a wonderful day. Um, it is 9-11. Let's, let's remember, let's remember what, uh, what it means to each of us. So take care of yourself. Bye.